Before we get started, I wanted to let you know about our monthly membership called the High Risers Club. Building upon the foundation of our program, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, the High Risers Club is designed to help members gain a more expansive knowledge of and confidence around the most important aspects of commercial real estate. Each month, we'll take a deep dive into one specific commercial real estate topic, and you can join me and my team live every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time to learn and answer your questions. To sign up, click the link in the show notes or go to coachjeffwright.com slash the High Risers Club. Hi, this is Coach Jeff Wright. And in my podcast, Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors, we will take a deep dive with industry experts into different aspects of commercial real estate. My ultimate goal is to give you the knowledge, confidence, and belief that you can transact commercial real estate at a high level, just like you do with residential real estate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. I have this week for this episode with me, uh, they're all special guests, but this guest happens to be a gentleman by the name of Wayne Frederick. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you. Good to be here. Yeah. So a little background for everybody. Why do I say Wayne's a special guest? So in the world that I live in, I think top athletes have coaches and Broadway stars have coaches and, and I'm blessed to have Wayne as my coach, our firm's coach. So Wayne and I have worked together a couple of years and part of the reason why someone would say, why would Wayne be your coach overall? And I'm just gonna tell you because Wayne's done everything in the industry across the board. And Wayne, what I'd love to do is just start with, if you can just give some background when I say you've done everything in the industry, just kind of touch on a few things. Short version. The short, short version. version. I got in the real estate business in 1985, uh, right out of college. So I was a sales agent, an unsuccessful sales agent for the first four years of my career, and then uh, decided that I either had to figure out how this worked or, or get out of it. So retooled a lot of things, learned a lot, became what I would to this day call a student of the game. Had really, really, really fast success moving on. Built a team before teams were even a thing. Went independent for a little while. I was with the Remax office. Our company had joined Remax. Then I went independent, and then I had an opportunity to come back to Remax and take over an office. And so I did that and we were able to grow the office based on some of the things that I knew was working for me. And I felt like they would work for other agents and then uh, ran the Remax Mid-States region for six years. After that, because of the success we had had with our offices, uh, Dennis Curtin, the original franchisee of Remax had called me and said, would you consider running the region? This would have been 2008. I did that to 2014. And then I decided that what I really wanted to do, what I'd always wanted to do, was to coach and consult. And so I opened up a, a coaching company called See the Field. And I am very, very blessed to have you as a client, as well as a lot of the top REMAX brokers in the country as clients. And we talk about the issues of being real estate agents and the issues of being owners. And, and I firmly believe that we all have the business of our dreams. And what I try to do and have always tried to do is to help people unlock the business of their dreams. So that's the short answer to what I did. Yeah, well, it's a great background and a great segue because you, like I, look at 
people and think that there's more within us that we can do. So I want to start about the podcast name. So commercial real estate for residential realtors. And I want to kind of break that apart for how you look at that. Having been an agent, having run a brokerage, having run regions where you had all these offices with you. So let's first start for you. Have you yourself invested in commercial real estate? And if you had, just give us some background. So, yeah. So I was sweeping out warehouses at five years old with my dad. My dad was a commercial real estate developer. He'd started out as a home builder, but then he had moved into the office warehouse space. And so to this day, the only properties that I actually own are commercial office warehouse. Had some strip centers off and on in between, but I've always gone back to the office warehouse model. So yeah, we own that. I dabbled in residential houses for a little while, found out what my dad had always told me about the difference, which was that in the residential side, at least in his world, people would come in and they would probably tear your house up and move on. But when you were leasing property to a business owner, they had to take care of it and they didn't really want to move because then that upset their Apple card and you could have longer term tenants. So very lucky to have been in that space literally ever since I grew up. Great. Great. So let's go specific. There's a mindset in the industry, Mm -hmm. which I've never understood. The mindset that says you're really either a residential realtor or a commercial realtor. And you know that I've been able to do both. And that's really, why I wrote the course that I wrote, started the High Risers Club. So tell me how you look at it. Do you think agents could do both, should do both? What are your thoughts overall? I think the biggest challenge people have in going down the commercial path is the intimidation side of it. It it seems to be a, well, not seems to be, it's a relatively closed door society, the commercial realtors. And, And I've always said for years that if residential people took the skill sets they have to have in the commercial realm, they could really cut a really wide swath in commercial because on the residential side, it's about emotions. So it's about feedback. It's about communication. And what I've learned on the commercial side is that's really lacking. It's more of a, for lack of a better word, it's a four by eight sign. And I'll let you know when we get somebody that's interested. And we we haven't been able to do that on the residential side. So I've always felt like that, um, I was never intimidated by commercial realtors because I grew up around it. But I think there's a big intimidation factor to it. And if you can get over that hurdle, I see no reason why people can't be successful. I mean, I've been successful doing, I think the biggest project I ever sold was two and a half million on the commercial side as a residential real estate agent. Yeah. And in part of my belief, and I know how you teach and what you espouse to residential realtors is one of the things you've got to have market knowledge. You've got to be an expert. You've got to be that trusted advisor. And you and I both know that so many of the people that literally they're going to end up purchasing commercial, they've started as clients for those residential realtors. And many times those residential realtors haven't done anything with a commercial. So they've referred them out or done whatever. But just talk to me about that relationship and why you think residential realtors can be successful 
as long as, let's just talk about the A-plus student stuff. Just what things do you think a residential realtor needs to do to be successful in the commercial space? Well, I mean, obviously, you have to make the decision that it's a space you want to go into, number one. I mean, I think that's the, you know, in all of our work, we've, we've identified, you know, on the residential side, there's about 48 ways for you to generate business. They all work. The question is, which one will you do consistently? And, and you know, we could go down that road, but I, but I won't do that today. I, I think, on the, on the, again, I go back to the closed-door society of commercial. It's hard to crack, and it's intimidating for people. But I think you can do, you know, my, my competitive advantage in it was that I had grown up around it. I had watched my dad model out whether you could build a warehouse and make money or not. So that intimidation factor in dealing with a commercial real estate, I was like, wait a minute, you don't know that much more about this than I do. But if somebody's coming in cold into commercial, I do think it's important that you you spend a little time learning the lingo, if you will, if nothing else. The language, right? sure. And and you know, and understanding the model and 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 understanding how to fi- figure out cap rates and all that, the mathematics of it. That's, I guess, that's probably. I would say this: if you're an agent right now in the field, and you're comfortable with the listing process, that more mirrors the commercial side to me because of the mathematics of it, figuring out the value of a house and things like that. And I think that's a very short step to go over to the commercial side. Right. But in you know, let's be honest, in in the commercial realm, it's either you go get your CCIM, right, or S what is it S I O R S I O R S I O R. And and absent that, where do you learn this stuff? Right. And that's why I think, you know, when you first showed me your product, I was like, this is a game changer. I gave it to a couple of my clients and I said, you need to have your people enrolled in this because I do think it's a very, very viable piece of business. And who knows, maybe someday people will start out, you know, going both ways and just say, look, I've got so much traction in commercial. I have a passion for it. And here we go. Right. One of the things you just mentioned is, is understanding the lingo or understand how the math works. But I've heard you speak often, and one of the things you reference is you said you weren't a great college student. You were actually a terrific golfer, and to this day, a great golfer. And But you said in the real estate space, you're a terrific student because that's that's now your passion, that's your career. And that's... You know, that's where I see for those residential agents, if they're willing to put the time in to become, to really learn the language that you mentioned, to get comfortable and confident in the space, that's where I see that they can have the same success. And that's what I've done. I've taken your be a great student and done it both residentially and commercially you yeah. know, across the You know, I, I just I just renegotiated three leases this week and, and I enjoy the mathematical part of commercial real estate is logical to me. I was a horrible college student. It took me four times to get through algebra in college, and I basically begged my way through it. What always frustrated me just personally in that was I could get their answer logically. I couldn't use their formulas. And so now all I spend my day doing is calculating and modeling and figuring out rates of return and things like that. And so it's a very short leap to be able to have a high level conversation with someone about a rental rate or about, you know, cam charges or whatever we're doing. But if you don't understand the concept of a cam charge as a residential agent, that's part of the lingo. Right. 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 Common area maintenance charges. Yeah. And and literally 
what I think someone needs to do. You and I both talk about developing confidence. And where does confidence come from? It comes from knowledge. It comes from some practice, practice, practice. Over the, across the board. So literally that course, you know, it has not just a 406 pages, but in there what you just said. So some people are intimidated by the math and are not as comfortable. So we put in the math formulas so those can plug and play. In the glossary, you talk about the lingo, we put in a 300, I wrote 300 plus terms in there. And then the other thing that I found is that you've had the experience of your dad. You grew up yeah, around it. I did. And I know that if, for my own learning, that if I had a case study to follow or I had examples to follow, that's how I learn best. So that's we included all that in the course overall. But I want to go on to a couple more things I just want to ask you. So we've got a bunch of residential realtors listening to this podcast. And in your own mind, 2024, whether you're residential or commercial, if there were three things that you'd be telling people that you think they need to do in the real estate space to be successful, what would three things be? Number one is truly harness the relationships you have. Um, you, you can't mail this in anymore. The, the industry in, on the residential side, and, and I'm sure probably on the commercial side as well, but we just haven't heard about it as much. There, there's a lot of money being played to make this transaction. And at the end of the day, for the small business person, not only in real estate, but in any realm, relations are the key. That's number one. Number two, and we've talked a little bit about mathematics. This marketplace is going, because of the information that everyone has at their fingertips now as a member of the public, whether it's commercial or residential, your ability to analyze and have statistics is to me being going to be crucial as we attempt to explain the evolving real estate market to people. And we covered some of that, you know, today in the session that I did with you, but you know, the fact that the tremendous number of residential side transactions involve two real estate agents, a much smaller percentage of commercial transactions involve two real estate agents right. and being able to help people navigate through this literally mathematically as to why, or as to what the good decisions are for them to make. I think that is just absolutely going to expose a lot of people in the industry, right. quite honestly. Right. Yeah. Bringing real value to the table, I guess I would say. So one of the things I want to get your opinion on, because you coach so many people across the country, so many top brokerages, is there are some broker owners that have a divided line in their firm. And the divided line is you are just a residential realtor. We don't do commercial real estate yeah. here. Give me a sense why do you, do you why? agree with that? Or do you agree? No, well, no, I don't agree with it. I mean, it's, it's, I'll sum it up in a word and it's fear. I, I've watched this for years and in, in, in not only our industry, just life in general. When I'm outside of my comfort zone and I will put a broker in that category, right? I don't know that I want you doing a book of business that I don't know anything about, right? Because what if you have questions that I can't answer? All of a sudden my value is diminished. And for that reason, I'm going to tell you, you can't do commercial. Or we have a lot of brokers that say, I don't want teams. Why is that? Because brokers don't understand teams. 
they understood teams, they would embrace teams and so on. Right. So a lot of it is fear and fear is not a fear is not a game plan. You know, I'm afraid not to do this. or I'm afraid to let you do this. Now, that's not it. Go as a broker, go do your research. It's a it's a very viable revenue stream if you can create the environment where people can thrive. Yeah, I in part of what, you know, I think in addition to that is just not having been exposed to it at any level themselves. So when you say the fear overall, just not having the confidence, uh, because I know I never understood when I came into the business and I was helping all these residential folks and one after another would say to me, I'd like to invest in a retail center or I'd like to do whatever. Can you help me with that? So in my world, I've always done both, you know, sure. and, and we've created income, additional income buckets, not only for agents, but we've created an additional income bucket for the company overall. So want to just ask you two more things okay. is number one of the two things is just as you look at 2024, you look at 2025, you've talked about ways to create income. So we're talking now about residential bucket. We're talking about a commercial bucket um, on a pure investment basis. You've talked about your own portfolio, having something like that. Any strategies or anything that you would say to a residential realtor, because that's who our audience is, if they want to try to create almost like a buffet line or like a balanced portfolio, because if one market is challenged, maybe another market works. Just any thoughts do you have at all about that area? Just overall strategy, like. You know, my, my world of, of commercial, day in, day out is, is literally office warehouses. But having said that, it's a very, very vibrant book of business. We never have a vacancy. We, it's very, very stable, you know, and it's, and to me, it's, it's exponentially more stable than, than rental houses, to be really frank about it. I mean, it just is. And that's, I, I find great comfort in that, in knowing that my tenant is going to take care of my space. They're all on me all the time. I want to buy my building. I want to buy my building. I understand you do. We're not going to sell. So if you want to move, I guess you move. Well, they don't want to move because all their customers know where they are. And it's my dad taught me that years ago. So, you know, I would say from an investment standpoint, if, if, you know, buy a small building, buy a small building, buy something that perhaps is depressed or whatever, and just start and, and do the work. Because it's, it's been a great thing for, for me. It's been a great thing for my family to, to have that asset out there. I think everyone should start. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. And, and the biggest message I try to give to folks is that you don't want all your eggs in one basket. And if you really want to learn commercial real estate, be that investor where you say start small because we will learn or we do learn so much quicker when we've got our own investment at risk when we're when we're playing in the game and i think that is i'll tell you another quick story and and don't look at it as a commission on a commercial deal 
it, if the deal is bigger, rather than taking a commission, take a piece of ownership. That was a really stark lesson my father taught me early on in real estate, where we bought a strip center and I, I was the selling agent and he said, now give me the check. And I'm like, what? I just made more money than I've ever made. And he goes, no, I'm going to show you how this really works. You're going to put the money back into it. And I'm going to give you a piece of ownership. And when you start compounding that $15,000 over years and years and years Absolutely. and years. And I think, and that's, that's one of the things that bothers me a little bit about our industry is we're chasing commissions all the time. Don't chase commissions, invest that money. Be willing to, you know, if you have to pay your broker a little bit on the side, whatever, go do it. Don't, don't, don't harm that. But investing in and leaving your money in there and letting it work for you in the commercial space over the years has just been, it's been crazy. I'm crazy good. I can't, I cannot tell people that I think you ought to go buy a bunch of rental houses or invest in rentals. I think you ought to be investing in commercial real estate. But in order to do that, you're going to have to learn the game. And then while you're doing that, why wouldn't you just sell some of it too? But take a, take a bit of ownership as, as your commission or as your payment. Yeah. Great advice. So one last question for you. So with your background in this industry for everything you've done, do you have any doubt that a residential realtor can be successful transacting commercial real estate? No, not at all. You just have to learn the game. Just as you had to learn the game when you got into the residential side. If you, if you go back to when you first got your license, you didn't really know anything about this. And you learned over time how it worked. And it works by rule and law. I've always said that to everybody. It, it, there's a way a marketplace works. Commercial has its own set of rules. If you know the rules, you can become a great player in that space. There's, there's no doubt about it. And that's why, you know, and I'm, I'm not just saying this, when I first saw the manual, whenever that was a while back, I was like, wow, this is like everything. This is like a reference book. You could just do, you wouldn't, all I have to do is read the proper section. Right. It's an amazing, it's an amazing program. Yeah, yeah it's thanks. really cool. Thanks. It's great to have you. Appreciate great to be here. Time. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Commercial Real Estate for Residential Realtors. As a reminder, please subscribe to this podcast to receive new episodes as soon as they are released. For more information on me, my team, and my educational programs, visit my website at www.coachjeffwright.com. Thank you for listening, and here's to your success.